Welcome to the Sold to Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Mook Outridge. Bring in the bull. Becca. How are you, gentlemen? What's up? You know. <laughs> you know. Same old, same old. You know, I was I was thinking about our triumphant return to the podcast realm. And I was thinking there's an analogy for this. And okay. it's it's uh, a poor sex life. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because we used to consistently put out and we would put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. Now, now you get it twice a year with no enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> whether you like it or not. We're, we've become the sad hand job of the cigar podcast world. You think so? Well, we're going to change that now. We're spicing it back up. You do know, though, at least we are still podcasting. Mm-hmm. That's true. There are some that are not. Some have gone entirely flaccid. I mean, you you could you could also look at it from the perspective that how uh, a lot of people have been fucked by our podcast. That's true. That's the that, curse. That, that could the song's the... curse, man. You know, a lot of fucking. Not on purpose. <laughs> Why'd you guys stop podcasting? Well, everyone we had on went out of business, <laughs> so nobody wanted to do anything anymore. But hey, listen, we have had many. We've had some success stories too. I mean, Matt Booth. This Maybe is probably m- why why he sold Room 101 because they heard about but, it. On but him. hey, hey, worked out for him. It's true. It's true. Did we ever is have Skip on as a gift or guest? Who? Did we ever have Skip on as a guest? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Okay, I wasn't sure if he just called in one time. And then we had James Brown on here, too, didn't we? Like, way back. We did, early on. And then uh, we also had uh, Pete Johnson. Well, I mean, he was already like mm-hmm. senior senior statesman status at that point. You yeah, know? true. Yeah. <clears throat> that Oliver from United, who's, you know. They, uh, they do sell some good cigars. And if I, hopefully I haven't forgotten anybody, but. I don't know. Well, also a lot of bodies along the way. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So speaking of, uh, I was on Twitter today. God. All right. Nice. And uh, so let me just. Uh, Speaking of body counts and, and whatnot, there was so there's this account called Women Posting L's. You know, there's men posting L's, there's whatever. So, this lady had posted on her account. Um, and so, so, this account, Women Posting L's, is a like a, uh, and I don't even follow it. I don't even know. Somebody that I followed reposted it. But it's basically like a, like what, what do you say uh gather when they gather a bunch of different posts from all over the internet uh what do you call yeah. that 
Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, and so this girl says, my boyfriend, she's getting out of a pool. My boyfriend left me because I told him my body count is 170. I told him it was three when we first met. Is he in the right or wrong? Damn. I mean, I feel like it's not even the number at that point. It's the lie. Shit. I I think it's both. Uh, 170. I don't know if I have found 170 women attractive enough that I would actually. I mean, that is a big number. You haven't seen 170 women no. in a couple? Come on now. No, okay. Maybe that's an exaggeration. But, well, no. no. There's a difference between, you know, like how guys joke around and say, oh, would. Like, yeah, you would say, well, what? But, like, that you would actually go through it with. Like, no, dude, that that's would, not a big that number. Would, that would actually, actually. Yeah, that, yeah, that would actually say yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean. That's hilarious. One seventy. What a, would you? I mean, what would your reaction be? It's a fair amount of gentlemen. There's a lot of surprise there to go from three to one seventy. There's a lot of surprise in terms of. Why did? Why did she? There's a lot of surprise in terms of lifestyle, right? It's all just different. Why did she? Somebody, why did she pick three? I, I don't, well, somebody made a joke like if she says it's 170, what's the multiplier effect? Uh-huh. I that I cracked up when I saw that. <laughs> I said I, I was like Einstein's still working on that formula. He died while he was still working on it. That's hilarious, man. But she look, your number's 170. <laughs> Why are you saying three? Right. See, we could say that we probably ended three careers, and if you want to say, you know, patina, depending on what happens there, could be four. So, you know, that's a legit number. Not 170. Could we say 170? No. <laughs> yeah, that would be the number of listeners we have, we've had since the day we started. Uh, we have more total, than that. Total listeners. Mm-hmm. Including repeat listeners. <laughs> We've had 170 episodes, and it's just Yogi. Yeah, it's on repeat in NC. <laughs> Waiting for the Sultan's OnlyFans. There you go. There you go. That's very legit. I think we'd have a pretty good OnlyFans, don't you think? No. But actually, that's related to a topic I wrote down, bizarrely enough. What do you really? got? Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of tangential, but I think starting the OnlyFans is a reasonable way to do this. Okay. So so it's the time of the year right now when cigar companies are starting to announce price increases. So what I wanted mm-hmm. to know from you guys is how much more we're going to charge next year for the Sultans of Smoke podcast for our listeners. Well, the same thing we've been charging for the last 10 years. Not enough. <laughs> sure. If you can only fans. Here's a listen. If if we're therapeutic for some people, then we're we're at least worth a psychiatrist visit or you know a therapist visit. Yeah, give us the damn copay, people. Yeah, we are we are actually losing money doing this podcast. Yeah, actually, <laughs> well, yeah. Drew is losing money. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're we're negative every year. <laughs> <laughs> however, 
However, is it too early to share that news? Uh, sure, we can. Go for it. Well, why, would, well, why don't you tell people what you did and what the response was? Um, we talked about it on the last podcast, but uh, spoke with James oh. Brown. Yeah, no, we just said that we were going to reach out. Remember, we hadn't got an answer yet. We spoke out, uh, spoke, spoke to oh, him, yeah. and uh, he said, come down, let's do some blends. There you go. So... You didn't tell him about the curse. He he's not nah. he's not threatened by the curse. <laughs> I think I James James could argue that there's the Sultan's uh, you know the reverse curse. Luck of the Sultans. He, yeah, luck of the Sultans. He took off after he made that cigar. That is true. Maybe he like somehow sucked away all the luck from everybody who was going to come in the future and pulled it to him. Well, then it's not us; it's him. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, maybe it's him. Maybe yeah. James Brown. That's what it is. <laughs> the Brown Curse. <laughs> the Brown Curse. I think a couple the... of times after some bad meals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here it is. There it is. Uh, okay, so I, I have to put in the plug here real quick, and then we'll jump to the next topic, which is going to be one Mo hates, and I'm going to love it. Um, all right, so here we go. Uh, Half Wheel has Reader's Choice Awards this year. They've already said this is going to be a popularity contest. This is their first year doing it, where mm-hmm. people can pick some different things. Right now is the time to go nominate different uh, different cigars for their cigar list. They're going to compile the nominations, put it together, and come out with something you can vote on. So if you're listening right now, go to Half Wheel, put in Patina. I want to see it show up on the list. Yeah, it'd be nice. Not a chance in hell it'll win, but or do anything, but yeah. Always good that Lucy thought of. Give it a shot. Nominations. Uh, I'm doing it now. So so speaking of lists, I'm at so I'd gone to Casa ATA Byron Lounge had their Christmas sale over this past weekend, right? Okay. So I I spend some time each day at each of the shops, you know? Um, most of it is really, to, you know, yes, you, you know, you meet customers and stuff like that. You, you know, you might work your, your table a little bit or introduce patina. But by and large, it's really just to connect more so with the guys working, you know, continue, whatever. Um, but anyway, so, so I'm sitting... I'm sitting with some guys and this and that. And someone's like, oh, yeah, the, the cigar of the year list will start coming out soon. You know, and somebody said about cigar aficionado. And and one of the guys uh, goes, man, I really hope Byron doesn't get on the top 25 because I like that they're a little secret. Otherwise, people are going to go out and buy them and there's going to be nothing left. And I looked at him. And I said, just out of curiosity, how many people do you think could go out and buy a $40 everyday cigar and smoke that many of them? I'm just curious how many people you think there are like that. I'm like, you don't have anything to worry about. Quite, be a, fine. quite a few. Even if they get number one. 
No, Drew, you got to mm. go. Okay, so this guy has a social circle where everybody could afford that, which is, you know, let's just say five to ten guys, right? Yeah. You probably are in a lot of social circles these days where guys could afford that. I understand. I don't think so, but I have a lot of guys that do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's different. But, but, if, you, but if you, like, step out and, in, in, you know, when you've been – to as many cigar shops as I've been to, you guys have been smoking cigars for fucking ever. Um, you really understand how small of a segment that customer is. Yeah, but yeah, but a forty dollar cigar for cigar of the year, yeah. If it's actually cigar of the year, yeah, if it's number well, one. Well, well, they don't advertise enough. It would never be cigar of the year. Let's just get that straight. But if oh, it were to even. And he was talking about more so just even cracking the top 25. Oh, nothing That's to worry true. about there unless you're right yeah. at the top. Uh, and by the way, I say this as I'm, I'm trying out the new Atabay Ritos, right? Nice. Uh, it? So it, it's good, man. It, it's really good. It's um, a very, as you would expect, elegant Maduro. <laughs> I mean, really. Nice. Um, but you... So, everybody, you know, we make no secret. All of us like Byron's, right? Or Atabay or whatever. Yeah. All three of us do, right? We're not, you know, and we've talked about how much we enjoy them. So, we as fans are saying, you got, I mean, at least I am, dude, like, you got nothing, like, you'll be fine. You'll be able to find your Byron's. Don't worry about it. You know, even if it made the top 25. Yeah, I would think so. But you look at some stuff and you can see where the concern drops in, right? So. Mm-hmm. Andalusian Bull sells for more than twenty bucks most of the time per stick, right? So it's not it's not the same level, but it's pretty high, and you can't find that thing fucking anywhere most of the time. But, but see, that is, I agree with you, Kowski. I definitely agree with you. So um, you can see where people would come from. That's all. I could see that. I agree with it, but I, I get where they're where they're coming from. Where's the line? Now, Where's the line, and, though? And Illusion Bull is so fucking rare. Like, it's so small production. It's probably even smaller production than the Byron's and Atabase, I would, I would think. Could be. I don't know. I don't know the oh. numbers. I saw a box on the shelf the other day here. Did you? Did you? Bogan Bates? Uh, I can't remember. I've been, well, fun fact. I've been to, like, three cigar shops in the last uh, week. You have? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you feeling wow. all right? <laughs> I'm better now. I should have been doing that all along. <laughs> why, why did you stop? <laughs> Going to another one tomorrow. How about that? Nice. Hey. Yeah. What's brought on this resurgence? Uh, we've been in Tulsa. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Uh, we had our company Christmas party over, uh, let's see, Friday. and Yeah. Um. Bunch of the guys were in town for that, so they wanted to go get some cigars. So I took them over to Classic. Nice. How's the new ownership? Uh, good so far, from what I'm seeing. Good. Yeah. Good. So that's really what spurred some of this. We've been we've yeah. been in Tulsa for some stuff and hit hit Fogan Bates, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Are cool. they? Are they? Uh, do they carry Byron and Atabe? No, you can't find those around here at all. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, nobody's got them. 
which sucks. Well, there you go. I have to order them online. I bet uh, some of the shops in the city do. Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Like ZT's probably. ZT's probably does. Uh, I don't think so. Them big city cigars. Yeah. I don't get there enough. So I um, I did try the Year of the Dragon. You don't sound impressed. From the- Uh-oh. I just bought three of those, Mo. Did you? Okay. All right. Give no, me, good, good, good. <laughs> give me Look. better news. First of all, even the the size of a cigar in and of itself makes it worth the money because it's it's like a two, depending on how you smoke, three. I mean, it could be a three hour cigar if you really wanted it to be. Uh, um, I wouldn't put it at the top of the year ofs, in my opinion. Well, there are some really good ones though, so that doesn't I, mean it's bad. Okay, so. I will tell you what my top two are in just a moment. However, monkey, monkey is one of them. Monkeys, yeah, for sure. And then I would say the dog. Um, I will say this though. There are multiple people that I know that have smoked it whose opinions I respect, whose whose like palates are solid. That say it's the best one. Now, my question is, and this is something you guys could help me maybe, are they saying that because of the hype surrounding it, the exclusivity, like the dragon, um, the, the packaging, which is beautiful, okay? Does that play into it? so much. Right, or, yeah, or they paid so much. I wouldn't put it as my number one, but I was definitely in the minority when I when I said that. So Drew, nah, yeah, it was a good thing you bought. Good then. I need to smoke that and the other cigar I got. The uh, shit, I can't forget. I can't remember what I bought. <laughs> The Mirafell. Jeez, the Mirafell okay. I bought. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was very good. Is I it... mean, I smoked the Churchill size or the whatever it is, Lonsdale. Yeah. 7 by 47 I think. Uh, yeah, that was very, very good. And I think you'll really like it because you like Cuban stuff. And it, to me, it tasted Cuban. Nice. Everybody says it's not. And they swear up and down that it's aged Dominican. Mm. But... Not what it tasted like to me, but I'll, you got to take Maybe me. that's what Cuban is, too. Yeah, maybe. Um, going back to your point before, though, the, the packaging, the price, the exclusivity, that all does change the experience, right? That's mm-hmm. part, of your, part of your full experience, and it changes everything about your cigar. It changes sure. how you approach it, changes how much attention you pay to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they did They did all those experiments with wine back in the day where you take the same wine you put a different label and price on it mm-hmm. and people think it tastes different like yeah. that is a hundred percent a real thing mm-hmm. so does that mean that it's necessarily worse that that happens i don't know like if you if you feel like you're getting a good experience that's all that really matters from your money right sure i don't know 
True and yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, shit. Well, shit. Yeah, that's fair. I, look that's at fair. I. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I we see it now. Here's my thing. Okay. I was having this discussion also at one of the, I don't remember which store it was, but I was just talking to some of the guys that were sitting around. And I said, everybody wants to talk to you about packaging. But when you look at, I mean, like, dude, like Patina in one of the stores was literally right, was next to Padron, right? Like on the table. Nice. Is it just alphabetical? Is that how they did it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, well, yeah, yeah, it might have been because, yeah, P-A-D-P-F-P-A-T, <laughs> yeah. But that Padron, if you look at their boxes, there is absolutely nothing special. They have a rustic coolness to them a little bit, but there's nothing special about them. Mm-hmm. You go to Davidoff, your regular white label Davidoff comes in... A fucking cabinet box, same with Tatawahe. And these guys sell a lot of cigars, right? So every time, like in my mind, where I'm like, oh man, we gotta make a box like this and a box like that and packaging and and whatnot. And then you're like sitting there actually at an event where there's multiple brands and what are people buying? And you're like, fuck, how much does that really matter? I mean, the amount of Oliva V. That is sold. I mean, you want to talk about loyalty. <laughs> Incredible. Look at the fucking box on that thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so you're always in this space, man, where you're like, while I agree with you, Kyle, for, for a lot of it, especially on limited edition stuff, when you start thinking about the stuff that really sells a lot, none of it is... I mean, you could, I guess you could argue that like those Romeo boxes and stuff are really cool. I mean, they're fucking cardboard. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have a couple are. of thoughts about that though, right? So one of yeah. them is that it's, you know, your whole brand is the thing that sells, right? Right, yeah. And sometimes yeah, yeah. that has to do with packaging and sometimes it doesn't. Like mm-hmm. when you've made your brand well enough that you don't need a fancy box, that's great. Mm-hmm. Right? You got something good there. The other thing that I think is worth worth pointing out though is that. You know, even though people think that really expensive things are often better for at mm-hmm. all kinds of areas, right? Mm-hmm. We don't buy the expensive things all the time. So right. Best best seller and best experience are not the same thing. And I don't sure. think most people would try to say that they are, right? Like McDonald's mm-hmm. sells more burgers than anybody on the planet. Right. There's very few people that are going to say, this is the most gourmet shit that I've ever had. Right, right, right. With their McDouble, <laughs> right? So, no, 100%. So there's, there's your apples and oranges there. Yep, yep. I, I guess what I'm saying is you don't need fancy packaging to sell a lot of cigars. Does Could it help? Could it help? Sure. Um, I mean, how many bundles get sold? Yeah, more than any. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fucking lots. You know, so... Uh, the whole point is they don't have the packaging. It's cheap. But I do really think, especially when your cigar goes over a certain price... That people want to feel a certain way. And we've talked about this, man, a lot. Just like people want to feel a certain way when they're smoking it. There's like this intangible feeling 
that somebody has while they hold that cigar, whether it's conscious or subconscious. And, you know, I think, you know, and I think like when you talk about the year ofs and things like that, I think the size of the dragon, because it's such a, like, it's a, like what I call like a formidable cigar in terms of, so the size of it, the pet, the, the band, all of that, I think it makes people feel a certain way while they smoke it in addition to it being a pretty good cigar, you know? Oh yeah. So keep talking about formidable sizes of phallic well, objects though. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, the name isn't that the, uh, Oh, smoke a cigar with the band on it. Smoke it with it off type, yeah. of, type of thing. You, you know, you paid, I don't know, 60 bucks for that cigar. You're like, Ooh, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. enjoy this more than that $6 cigar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, and you trick yourself into it too, right? It's that whole psychology thing, because no, otherwise you wasted your money and you're an idiot. Yeah, you know what I did find uh, was half of a box of ECCJ from 2021. I picked those up for myself. Um, I still think that's one of the most underrated cigars in the entire industry. Um, and if you just want a nice, smooth cigar, I think that that's a really good one. I don't know if you guys have smoked. You guys have smoked the ECCJ before, haven't you? Yeah, it's fantastic. I don't know if I have. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, man, that, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. so speaking of high-priced cigars, I actually have a mm-hmm. question about this. You guys are leading to all the questions that I had. Uh, yeah. So Rocky Patel is putting out a $100 cigar called Conviction. Okay. Yep. I don't really want to talk about that cigar because I think we all know our opinions about a $100 <laughs> Rocky Patel, so we'll leave that alone. But the question that I have for you guys, and this is, this is going to get real weird, is there any reason that you can think of that a cigar company that has a premium cigar, right, should not put out at least one exorbitantly priced cigar. Why would you not do that? Oh, I sure as fuck would. I, I think that's the new thing. I mean, it did, well, it depends. They're going to uh, sell. I mean, if you're a big brand like that, they're going to sell. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the key. You have to have already built a reputation because if that cigar is not up to par, a brand like Patina is not coming back from that. No, you can't. You, like you Rocky, could not do a hundred dollar yeah. cigar. <laughs> yeah, but you do just don't make very many. Even so, dude, what, uh, you're gonna make you're what? Not, you're not fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Patina Patina is not coming. I would even argue. I mean, listen. Saka's gotten away. I don't know what people. I've never smoked his hundred dollar cigar, but I have. It's okay. But even a brand that size, that's a risk. And he's, God knows how much bigger than Patina. You know what I mean? I mean that's a big risk. If your brand isn't built to a proper level, but other than that, Kyle, if your brand is, I'm a hundred percent with you. This... Why not? Give somebody really something exclusive. Um, th- we a couple of the guys at work as asked about some of the stuff the other day, 
and sorry to steal your topic, but <laughs> a lot of these brands, I feel like, um, um, let's say like, uh, I don't know, your non-Cuban brands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, probably produce some pretty good cigars these days because they have to compete against stuff that's actually good these days. Um, a couple of the guys have just mm-hmm. asked. They, they, they've, they've seen a oh, limited edition Partagas or whatever. I, I don't know. Mo- mm-hmm. Money. Anyways, all of these cigar, bra- uh, non-Cuban brands. And a couple of the guys have asked me about them and they, they've actually smoked them. Some of them like them. Some of them don't. I was like, I think they probably are producing some good cigars at this point. They're not just mass produced. They are, but these limiteds are probably pretty decent cigars only because of all the boutique stuff that's out there that they have to compete against now. The boutique stuff's pulling it away, so they have to actually create something that's good. (laughs) I I love the logic, and I fought that for a long time. Um, But the truth of the matter is... (laughs) (laughs) Even, <laughs> they sell so many fucking more cigars that w- the biggest boutique brand. That is true. Is like is like a pimple on their ass. But they still want to make you know more I money. Mean? Yeah, but I mean, I I think ha- look at have the boutiques push them to try a little bit harder. I think you could make that argument. Yeah, for sure. And I don't I don't know. I haven't I have not smoked any of these mm-hmm. at all ever. So I have zero to go off of. So I don't know if they're any good or not, but just my thinking. They, I, I'm sure there's some good shit out there. I'll probably never find out. I, I, I think they just buy both big brands <laughs> instead. That is true too. That yeah, is true. Yeah. There's some of that, but also like I don't know. Even if it's not just boutiques pushing them, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of competition in the cigar. Oh market. yeah, way more sure. than you would expect for the amount of money that's involved in cigars, right? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make entire sense to me when you no it doesn't it. no it doesn't um, right? But like the the way that I think about it is there's like a bar you have to get over mm-hmm. for the the quality, right? Mm-hmm. If you're over a certain bar, people will continue to buy it. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you have to do is get over that bar. Um, and I don't know that it's a terribly high bar when it comes down to it. I think <laughs> uh, the boutique space, people care a lot more. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And your bar might increase for some of those consumers, but mm-hmm. for mass mass numbers, it doesn't have to be as high. That doesn't mean it couldn't be as high for some of these cigars, though, right? Some of the big right. guys, they do make very good cigars sometimes, and that pops mm-hmm. up in our blind reviews where you're just like, who the fuck made this? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys saw, uh, doesn't Cohiba have a $100 cigar? Yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking good, I'm not going to lie. You yeah. had it. Yeah, it was- Reviews. I, uh, I mean, Damn. you look at you could you could go in and buy a fresh pack Cohiba Blue at fucking Walgreens, yeah. and then they have a hundred dollar Cohiba Spectre. I mean, yeah. that's the dream for a brand. <laughs> yeah, they're killing it. You know, I mean, honestly, like when you're looking at it from a business perspective, couldn't be better than that. That's true. It's running the gamut. You know. Mm-hmm. 
people who don't know anything about cigars can approach some of these, right? Yeah. And if you if you do like cigars, they got something for you. Pretty fucking good. They yeah. do a good job, I think, with their brand building, honestly. Uh, yeah. Like you'll I mean, see a they, lot of people. They fucking like better the amount shit, of money right? they pay people. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see people online shitting on it too, though, right? Like, you know, the, the Cohiba Red Dot gets a lot of hate on the internet. Yeah. Well. Uh, but also, a lot of people buy that cigar and enjoy it. So mm-hmm. uh, we've, we've talked about this a million times. Like, you got to yeah. be a little polarizing in order to actually be meaningful. Sure. Yeah. If everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's an okay thing. Like, then fucking nobody's buying it because it yeah, doesn't beat anything else. Right. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make Mo really uncomfortable. <laughs> that's that's the name of this segment. Sweet. So I'm going to make him answer some questions that he's going to try and weasel out of. We're going to start easy and we're going to get, uh, get a little more... A little rougher, yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> get I didn't realize signed up for a massage. Right. <laughs> well, there's no happy endings here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so easy, easy question. Which one of your cigars do you like best? I probably, I probably smoke the Sumatra the most. No, it wasn't the question, as we've discussed before. The the one you smoke the most isn't always the best. I, uh. Mm. I really don't know. I honestly do not know. I'd be lying if I said I did. All right. Well, this is going to be a really boring segment if you don't know the whole time, but we'll see. All right. Okay. Uh, which retailer is your favorite? <laughs> Cow. Retailer is my favorite. It could be for anything. There's so many outs on this that are good answers. That yeah, I mean, okay. you, you, you could yeah. have your favorite store to do an event at. You could have your favorite yeah, yeah. retailer where... Pick any you, one of these you know, things, right? You're not shit uh, anybody necessarily. No, I mean, you know, I let me put it to you this way. It, it wouldn't be there's a favorite retailer. It would be an appreciation for, like, those those guys that have really been there really the whole time. So, you know that that is really what matters and in the amount of effort that some of these guys have put into trying to build a brand in their store you know or or online you know there's not a single name so who is that said. yeah so like you know whether you're talking about it could be anything like a small batch right uh, that has put in a lot of effort into trying to build patina into their community uh Casa de Monte Cristo here and those guys supporting for since Sultans, they carried fucking Sultans. They did. You know? um, Smoke Mania, uh, a shop in Indiana called Tobacco Land. Um, you know, uh, Harry's Cigar Shop in Philly that continues to to grow uh, Patina and gets really behind Patina. Um, you know, cigar spots in, in Southern California, Fine Ash in Arizona, and Embargo. And, um, you know, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of people. Or, you know, Lake Country, dude, in Wisconsin. I mean, those guys are like wherever, family. Wherever Tyler is. You know, those guys are like family. Yeah, I mean, so the Smokers Abbeys have been with Patina since the beginning. Literally. Right, you know. Go support those places. 
so the next question, you just named in not a lot of places. We're not going to let you do that mm -hmm. on this one. Which consumer is your favorite? Like, like which which consumer of your products do you like the most? I love the guys that have a rotation and patinas or the women that they have a rotation and patinas part of the rotation. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me when I hear that. That is absolutely my favorite. If you had to pick, pick like a human being, is it but, Tyler? Is it Yogi? Is it NC? Oh, like a single person? A single individual. My brother. Oh, that's a cop out, but a good answer. No, that's not a cop out. No, because it wouldn't. No, that's why it is such a. Good listen, answer. he 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 uh, he supported me when I you know when he came up with this idea, whatever. He supported me, believed in me. He he has like, I mean, he takes it to like his fucking work functions with those big wig fucks, and you know, I mean, since the beginning, man, since like you know, literally first person. So yeah, I'd have to say him. All right, fair enough. So then the last one in this segment is which person in the cigar industry do you think sucks the most? Sucks the most? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Okay, so this is, a, this, is a, this is a real answer because the reality is I don't know that many people on a level that would allow me to know if they suck or not. Most of my relationships with people within the industry are pretty surface. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a tough one to answer. Now, if you were to ask me, so you don't feel like I'm copping out, um, do, are there certain people that I don't like the way they go about things in terms of... Um, like, I don't like the way the people from El Septimo put down other cigar brands. I don't like that. I don't believe in that. You don't have to dog somebody else's stuff um, to, to well, build your own. That's fair. And there's also people um, that just do business in very different ways than you do, right? Like, if I think oh, of man. The, the ultimate opposite, right? Like, you have, like, a, an Ezra Zion that sells limited edition cigars direct to consumer with huge right. price. It's the exact opposite of Patina, which is right. fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that approach. There's, right. It's a perfectly valid approach, but it's about as far as you can get from, from you, right? So there's going to be yeah. things you disagree with on those levels, too. Sure. I mean, that guy, like, from uh, Sans Parai... Um, I've Damn, never new met president and CEO now. I just that? saw, well, that's why I got reminded me of, cause I saw that article on half wheel and, you know, I'd never met the guy. I actually think his cigars are pretty good, you know, but he was another guy that went around dogging other people's stuff. And did I hear um, correctly? I, I never saw this, but I heard this, that he like wandered around PCA with like a Butler that like he wouldn't talk to people. They had to talk to the Butler or something. Uh, Am I right about that? What I there was a, I don't know about that, but I remember there was a guy holding an ashtray for him while he smoked his cigarette. From what I remember, um, but that was you know I was like, fuck, twenty nineteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but he he he'd kind of disappeared for a while, but his cigars, you know, again, that was um, 
a cigar that's very expensive that he got placed into the to the right types of stores that could sell expensive cigars and and he definitely has his market i mean i got into an argument with the retailer um not an argument but a debate about what was better byron and adabe or sans parade and you know this retailer carried both does not carry patina but carries the other two and so yeah But yeah, I mean, I guess overall, those are just the types of things that I don't like to like. There are just certain guys, man, that you'll sit with, and and all they want to do is take shots at what other people are doing or how they're doing it, or you know, underhanded comments and stuff like that. And it's just like, especially like if you're at a certain level, I think that makes you look petty. Like you shouldn't be worried about what anybody else is doing. You're doing just fucking fine. Like that, you don't hear Michael Jordan talking about, you know, like what's, what does he have? Like, he don't give a fuck, you know? It's, it's just not classy to punch down, right? Yeah. No, it really isn't. Right. If, if Drew is yeah. in his jujitsu class and some mm-hmm. new white belt comes in, he starts, and Drew starts talking shit about how this guy can't mm-hmm. fight, right? Is that classy? Fucking obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but if Drew were, it's okay. So, and if Drew were to go up to like a fucking purple belt or black belt or something and be like, "Dude, you're such a pussy," like that would be hilarious, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, it's you know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just never. I just don't appreciate. Like, there's there's no need to put other people now. Drew, is there ever a need to put other people down? Not, yes, yes, there is. <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> Sometimes there's a time for that. Oh no, there. I mean, some people do deserve it, no doubt about it. But you know, you're not going to sit there and dog somebody else's cigars, man. No, like, I, out of nowhere, it's not cool. Not that. No. Now look, it. There are certain brands where you will smoke their cigar. And they are what I would call a generic blend. That's not to say the cigar is not good. Because I had this conversation. Somebody was there was a somebody asked me the other day when I was at the shop too, like, what's it like, you know, to go to Nicaragua? Did you actually work on your blends, stuff, or did you just like whatever? Which is a common question. And in going back to Tyler's post where he took a lot of shots at people, um, but what I what I mean by a generic blend is it when you smoke it, it feels like the factory sent you something and you decided to put your band on it. Yeah, probably a perfectly good cigar, but nothing to write home about. Sure. Right? You pick up a cigar and you smoke it and it's probably something like this. Okay, fine. Right. And it and it doesn't it doesn't lend substance to your brand from the perspective of creating like a profile or a discernible like um personality to your brand you know what i mean sure i will say that um that that there's definitely some stuff that is like that um 
And I think, you know, even when we go down and work on the Sultans, we're going to be working at a whole different level with James Brown this time, for example. Yeah. And we'll see if that is reflected in the cigar. Even as good as, like, man, especially the Max Press, fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're going to get a chance to, to take it to the next level of being involved with it. You know? Oh, it'll be better. Yeah, better believe it. Better yes. believe it. Uh, sweet. So here's a totally separate question for you, but it is about cigar blending. Uh, and I'm curious on both of your thoughts on this, but I do want to start with Drew because I, I think this is going to be a really weird topic. So how long do you think it's going to be before AI blends an award-winning cigar? Interesting. Really good question. Okay. I'm not sure if it's a good question or a stupid question. I'm really like I wrote it down and I was like, I don't well, know. Well, might, this is might good be or not, might be both. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um how is it gonna blend it? Well, it would just come up with the blend, right? I gotcha. Like you can you can ask AI to like write you a recipe based on shit in your fridge and it'll do it, you know. Okay. So you could theoretically have AI look at, at all the different cigars that have won all the different well, shit, awards it, or whatever, you do is all ask the ratings it. and have it blend something. Have you asked it? No, but I could. Maybe we should. I, I don't know if the blend would be good. It, it doesn't. It doesn't stop itself from doing dumb things. Well, <laughs> yeah. You got to burn to learn. Try it. Mm-hmm. I think we need to uh, test it out and then blend it up. The issue, though, would be finding the tobacco that, because it's going to pull from everything that's like popular, mm-hmm. and then blend that together. But you'd have to get, I don't, you know. Wrapper from Puente and a filler from Patron and a what you know to make yeah. this cigar. What I, what I hear from people sometimes is that things that look good on paper for cigar blends, based on what you think might be good, turn out to not be good, and vice versa. Sometimes that is true. Not always, but sometimes. Did that have that happen? Um, that when when Brooks reviewed the Patina Sumatra. He said, man, when I saw this blend on paper, I was really intrigued by it and smoking it. I thought it was just, you know, whatever, basically. So, yeah, I mean, that happens. Yeah. So that just led me to wonder, you know, like, yeah. at some point, it's going to say, try this. People will like it. Maybe. I don't know. Do you think it'll happen? Yes. I wonder, Do you think they'll tell anybody that AI blended? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my thought too. I'm like, some fucker's gonna do this. Maybe it could suggest good pairings, though. Yeah, probably. You know, old trusty Mo, either protein shake or Dr Pepper. Well, you better believe it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the shop the other day and. Bought that Marifel, and Jeff goes, <laughs> you, "You can't smoke that with a Dr Pepper." <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, "You can smoke anything with a Dr Pepper." <laughs> what, what cigar did he say you can't? That Marifel. I mean, I wouldn't, but you absolutely <laughs> fucking can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it's I said. It's just when you're spending that kind of money, the only fucking thing you should be drinking with that cigar is water. Yeah. <laughs> 
but a Dr. Pepper. Dude, Dr. Pepper might take it up a notch. Coffee? Oh. No, I'm sure it will. I just I just figure and, if I really want to experience a cigar, oh, yeah, really yeah. water is what you got to drink with it. Do you have a certain water? No. Just water. Not like a sparkling or... I, I do a lot of sparkling water. Like like Pellegrino or like Topo Chico or whatever the fuck? Um, I've actually got it here next to me. Uh, Gerald Steiner. Gerald Steiner? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Spar- sparkling mineral water. <laughs> Sounds racist. It's delicious. Delicious. I'll do some uh, Topo Chico's. Mm-hmm. That was big for a while. Yeah, it's pretty big down here again. They've got a couple that are like blueberry or mandarin or something flavored that are pretty mm. decent too. Mm. Just a little. They're not like seltzer hinted taste, but uh, better than that. Mm-hmm. But like no sugar and everything too. Yep. For a little while, people, what's, what's people funny? Drink how do you say LaCroix? that? Lacroix, Lacroix, or yeah, Lacroix. yeah. I'm looking at Gerald Steiner's website. At the bottom, it says Gerald Steiner Sparkling is is a natural mineral water that's very high in minerals. We recommend drinking at least two liters per day and would like to emphasize the importance of a varied and well-balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. Of course, mm. you recommend drinking at least two liters per of day. Of course. Where do you buy that from, Griffiths? Um, Reesers. It's the grocery store. Yeah. In the water section. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the spirits section. <laughs> it's not. In Oklahoma, do they Actually, have like Holy Spirit it, water? It might be. No, we do not. <laughs> well, we might somewhere, just not at Reesers. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the same aisle with the booze, so it could be in the spirit section. There you go. The booze. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, I got one more topic. Go for it, Cal. Whatever we want to do after that is all good. But this is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is a much better episode to listen to from the last one. Yeah, it's debatable. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out from our audience, both of them. Uh, all right, so I want, I want your predictions on this one. We've seen some cigar company acquisitions in the last couple of years. Who gets acquired in 2024? It's going to be somebody. You think so? Probably. I mean, there's at least one a year at this point. Who do you think? Couple of years. Who do you think it's going to be? I don't know. I hadn't even thought about it yet. I got to think about it now. <laughs> uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't ask the question because I have an answer. I asked the question because I was curious what y'all think. I haven't. Mm. Definitely have not thought about that. My, my, and I don't know who. My guess is it's going to be a, like something shocking. I don't think it'll be one of the ones that you've been hearing rumors about. I think it'll be one that's shocking. 
I haven't been hearing rumors about any of them. Oh. Who have you heard rumors about? I okay. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. That's not. It's not my place. Uh, no, that's that's yeah. legit. That's that's fair. I'll give you yeah. crap about your other answers, but that's fair. Yes. Not my place. But um, I think it'll be a shock. I, I think it'll be a brand where everyone's like, no fucking way. That'd be my guess. I don't know that there are a lot that I would try to acquire if I were bigger. As I look through the list of cigar brands. So, somebody's got to be, they got to be open to selling too. Mm-hmm. I'm not everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the number's right. Yeah. I Sometimes. guarantee you every, every single person who owns a cigar brand looked at that Alec Bradley acquisition when they put out the number and they were like, yeah, I'm fucking selling. <laughs> put it in front of me. They made a pile of cash. I don't think people will sell for that much compared, you know, unless they're really, really big. I didn't see how much it went for. I think seventy-five million. Oh, Somewhere a, in that range, yeah. That's it. Oh, for a cigar company. For a cigar company, <laughs> that's, that's it. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah. A family-owned cigar company. That, Shit. That is pretty decent. Hmm. I'm not sure who it's going to be. I think there's probably a lot of people that want to sell, if I had to guess. You know, man, I don't know. You know, I think for for a lot of guys, it's what else am I going to go do? Like, the one thing I really like about the cigar, the cigar industry is it, this is like something you age into. Yeah. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't age out of this. The longer you're around and the older you are, the more valuable it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, let's see. Just looking through the list, I'll throw out some possibilities. Although, the one thing I don't know about any brand is how it's actually set up. Right? So, I don't know how many owners there are. I don't know any of that stuff. And that is super important information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. Let's say, for example, if Patina is owned by four different people, they yeah. all have to want to sell. They all have to want to sell at the right number, right? They mm-hmm. all have to be on the same page. And good luck, right? You're gonna yeah. have a much harder time negotiating a deal like that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know if there's silent partners in any of these. I don't know any of that. Right? And I think, I think the other thing too is what's their, what's their cash flow. Right, yeah. cash flow and and growth. Yeah, potential. you need both of those. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like one of the brands I think about when I think about this question is is something that uh, I went to an event with Mike Rosales from Romacraft, mm-hmm. right? and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, we're we're not really growing right now. At least that's what he said at the time. We're trying to, just, mm-hmm. you know, we're maintaining, and that's mm-hmm. cool for for a brand that's owned by a couple of guys that are going to make just yeah. a bunch of money, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm somebody who's acquiring a brand, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a problem if I'm going to acquire a brand. Sure. So just the different business models fit in there pretty mm-hmm. well, right? You look at mm-hmm. you look like a, at, a, at a room 101, tons of growth potential there. Mm-hmm. 
solid brand, tons of growth potential. So you can see the acquisition, right? Right. So I look at like a, a Cavalier and I think similar. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the ownership stakes and interest. I think they have a factory now, which makes it yeah, probably harder to sell. So it probably won't actually happen. Um, I, I think at that point, you're less willing to sell if you've already made that kind of commitment. I would think so. You're, you're so invested in, in the success right. of the thing. Plus, right. it's going to be harder to sell, and you're going to have to sell it. If they don't want the factory, like, what the fuck you do now, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I think Foundation is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if Saka is interested in selling Dunbarton. I don't know if that would be a good idea. See, I think if you look at a brand like Foundation, while... Yes, Nick, his presence for a lot of people does matter. I think the way he's branded it, and if you, like, to me, he, I feel like he stepped back a little bit from always wanting to be like, oh, Nick Foundation, Nick, and just kind of let the brand build itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, if you take yeah. him off of it, do most consumers notice? I mean, they might in the quality of the blends and blah blah blah. Sure, right? but like, yeah, but, but, but they're not thinking. Oh, you know, this guy is the the product. Like you might with like a Dunbarton, right? Because right, stock is so out in front of it. Yep. I think Illusioni is trying to sell based on the branding I saw, but I don't know if that's just my perception. Right, they rebranded everything. Yeah, they did. They're doing all kinds of stuff that, I don't know, just strikes me as an interesting move. I, I never know what Caldwell's up to. I can never tell. Well, you know, I mean, they were impacted by that, by the fire at the Ventura factory. Yeah, yeah. You know. I've seen I've seen him do some things that are similar to what Matt did with Room 101 before he... Mm-hmm. Ended up selling them, right? Yeah. So I think there's like a an indication there that there's an interest level, but I could be reading into it something that isn't there. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you look at the moves people make with with their consumer engagement, and, and it always leads me to wonder. Sure. So I don't know. Those are some that stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's a question for you guys. And I don't know if it's too early. Maybe it is. Could be. <laughs> but maybe not. But maybe not. Uh, any guesses? <laughs> Realistically, we may not podcast again before the end of the year. Any guesses for what cigar of the year will be? Oh, I don't even know who's eligible this year. Because you have to have been rated. What what list are you so, talking about? I mean, Cigar Cristiano. Gotcha. Yeah, because they have to have rated you, mm-hmm. and you have to have gotten a certain number in order mm-hmm. to be on the list to be considered. Mm-hmm. And I know people used to like put together that list, and be like, this is what is potential. I don't. I haven't seen that this year, though. 
Does that make sense? So I'm not yeah. sure who's even possible. Yeah, I'm. What What was this guy the year last year? Was it the Allegiance? That UP Carrillo? I think so. And the year before that, what was it? Uh, I have no idea. Was it a Padron? So 2022 was H up in number two. Hmm. 2021, I'm looking at the Cigar Aficionados archives. 2021, Padron 1964 Anniversary Series hmm. Torpedo Natural. 2020, EP Carrillo Pledge Prequel. Oh, okay. 2019, Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro. 2018, EP Carrillo Encore Majestic. 2017, so, Eye of the Shark, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, Bowl 16. That was Andalusian Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I'd be lying if I said that I pay attention at all to what Cigar Aficionado is rating or isn't rating. I have no fucking clue. But I'm going to go with. I'm going to say either an Oliva or Rocky Patel. Maybe so. Maybe so. Have you? They said that that Padron and Fuente was shipping. Do you guys know anybody that got it? Ooh. No, there's no way that's going to be eligible yet for anything. No, but I mean, I wonder. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't seen any of them pop up. Yeah, I could go for one of those. Or two of those. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I would pony up, not whatever, but if it was within reason to be able to try one of those. 100 bucks? Yeah, I'd pay that. Okay. I think that's worth it. I mean, for something that fucking legendary, like, yeah. Yeah. You got to. I mean, dude, you're paying $100 these days for a run-of-the-mill Cuban. That is true. You know what I mean? I got a question. Mm-hmm. Mo, what are you doing for your birthday tomorrow? Oh, man. Nothing. <laughs> that's a good answer. the left hand? That's a good answer. Oh, yeah. Use both hands this time. <laughs> Make it feel like I'm having a threesome. There you go. Nothing's always great. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh... There, there was something I was that maybe do. You gonna smoke a cigar? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm got. Yeah, I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm gonna grab. Uh, definitely gonna smoke uh, one of the liberators tomorrow. 
shirt. No doubt. All I can see is that they began shipping late November. Yeah. By the way, this cigar is, is very good. Yeah? This uh, Atabay Black Ritos, yeah, it's really good. If you if you want a, like a smoother smoking Maduro, like this is really good. If you're looking for strength, this is not your cigar. Like if you're going to pick this up and think you're going to get Liga 9 Maduro experience, this is not your cigar. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. That seems reasonable. I mean, everything. And it says Atabay is good, though. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Drew, you had asked me, I think, about the Byron 1850. Yeah. Get the Torpedo. Torpedo? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I would go with. I think I asked you like months ago about that. Well, I, I really hadn't <laughs> smoked. I, I really had only smoked two of them. And one of them was at the show. Um, and I smoked another one later. But uh, I smoked another one the other day in, in that Vitola. And I really I liked it the best. There's a chance we might uh, be getting to Chicago. Ooh, there you go. Next I'll year, get, get prepared to be treated like a rock star, baby. <laughs> yeah, fucking. When did you say we're gonna parade Drew? Um, we've been talking about it, but uh, not early next year. First, second quarter of next year. Nice. Potentially, yeah. Sweet. I'll let you know. I hope this isn't like a "Hey, Mo's coming to Oklahoma" thing. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> trust me. I, I've I heard wish there were... I've heard that duck fart before. Well, yeah. <laughs> trust me, it doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. Probably, you know. Eighteen fifty. Which one? Know what you said? Yeah, 1850. Yeah. The Byron? 1850. What's the uh, the torpedo? Yep. What is that? The number two? No. Yeah. Everyone likes a good number two. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a hell of a blend right there. Which one? That, that, uh, the 1850, the Byron. Does it list the blend? Yeah. What does it say? Wrapper, Ecuadorian, binder, Peruvian, filler, Dominican, and Nicaraguan. They're leaving out that secret ingredient. <laughs> um, but but no, not not just that. They you know they yeah exactly. No, he ate the the wrapper on that cigar. I believe is aged as fuck. Yeah. Something like that forgot what what really set it apart but yeah boy old small batch has got quite a few 
quite a few Byrons. All right, I'll, I'll pick some up. Better believe it. Well, boys. Gents. Always a pleasure. Next time. Yes, sir. All right, see you guys. Later, guys. Cheers, dudes. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>